Visiting Abba Rodriguez's exhibition, even if only virtually, is a precious opportunity. Perhaps its virtuality is not so much a barrier to the appreciation of his work and knowledge. As he hints, it is us who are used to look at images valorizing their materiality and monetary value. For him, images are words of power, a form of knowledge that entails a lifelong experience of learning. His knowledge about the forest, its plants and animals, goes at the heart of the life way of his people, the Nonuya, living along the Caqueta River in Colombian Amazonia, and whose language has almost disappeared because its speakers were subjected to genocide during the rubber boom at the beginning of the 20th century, forcing the descendants of the survivors to speak the language of their neighbours, the Muinane. His proper name, Mogahe Gihu, points to his affiliation to the Hawks clan and means Hawks shoot, referring to the new shoot of the Hawk Anato tree. Abel's people call themselves people of the center, referring to their belonging to an origin from what they call the center of the world, the land between the Putumayo and the Caqueta rivers in Colombia. The relation between words and images is thus important to appreciate this exhibition. In distinguishing between the material and the verbal, Abel refers to the way in which knowledge is transmitted between different generations among people of the center. This traditionally happens within the communal longhouse, the Maloka, in which a special area is dedicated to nightly gatherings as men sit together chewing coca leaves and narrating stories about the creation of the world, the origin of the forest, of trees and edible plants. In Abel's words, before making the earth, the creator was the tree that was holding everything that the life of humanity was going to be. His body was a tree. On this tree, there were all types of fruits. There was light, water and all kinds of edible manioc staple food of the people of the center. When the earth was created, he released from his body the plants of manioc, the fruit plants, and all kinds of plants of different size and height. After the earth was created, the work of cultivating gardens in the forest started. But before starting the work of gardens, there was the word of what is called the Maloka, the longhouse. Before the Maloka, there was the word of life that has to do with all the knowledge that one has to learn before working. We practice and manage all forms of knowledge that pertains to the life of all living beings, to our history, to the world, the air and the water. 
For this reason, our knowledge is always related to the forest, the air, the sun, the stars, the water and the earth, who is our mother. Abel tells us that words and images have the same power. He compels us to think that the transmission of knowledge has not developed everywhere in the same way. Following the steps that we have come to consider as universal and naturally moving from words to images and then, of course, writing. Knowledge, for people of the centre, comes from the speech of the elders, but is also produced through chewing coca leaves and ingesting tobacco paste. Knowledge is fostered and transmitted through relations between generations of king's people who work hard to live well together, raising their children, but also engaging with the known human beings, such as plants and animals, with whom they share the same forest, the centre of the world. Through powerful words, the history of the origin of the world is narrated. At the same time, it is taught how people of the centre began to work in the forest at the beginning of time, cultivating edible plants to nourish their children, carrying out all the important work that enables kin's people to live well together. These teachings are as much about origins as about living, working and healing. Origin stories are not separate from teachings on everyday matters. Knowledge of plants and trees is as much about nurturance as about healing, but also morality, kinship and history. As Abel remarks, the Creator initially appeared as a tree, but nobody saw him, because he was not visible. It is mentioned in words because that is how we started teaching, drawing, narrating history, stories, and it was illustrated how to live properly, giving shape to what is known. With his drawings, Abel takes us on a walk in the rainforest, showing us the different trees, plants and animals that live in it. This is both a taxonomy of plant species and a guide on their medicinal and dietary uses. Each plant is known for its properties and can be used in multiple ways, some of which have been lost or forgotten by most people. The knowledge of plants is also the knowledge of gardening, of cultivating edible and medicinal species in plots of land created by felling and burning trees. Gardening is part of the rhythm and history of the life of the village, where activities revolve around the life of plants, their properties, their growth and maturation. But there is more to Abel's drawings than taxonomy and a guide for the use of plants. They portray multiple relations between trees, plants, animals and humans. They depict what we call 
an ecosystem. Although this is an ecosystem formed by relations between subjects, not one where humans relate to plants and animals as if they were objects to cultivate, breed and consume for our own needs. Trees in Abel's drawings are in symbiosis with animals. Animals and plant species are coupled by shared qualities. Some animals feed on the fruits of particular trees and hunters look near such trees for their prey. At the same time, people can acquire qualities from plants which retain the original qualities of the Creator, who gave rise to all species from his tree body. As Abel writes, for these reasons we consume tobacco and coca, because following the word, tobacco is the body of the Creator, of our knowledgeable Father. Coca is the tongue to speak beautiful words, to have the power to teach. As we look at Abel's drawings and hear his words, we are reminded that we can look at them through different senses. We must then take the chance to learn to see them beyond their visual appearance, to listen to them, to allow them to speak to us through their beautiful words of power.